Okay, welcome back to the Mysteria Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is the after action report for the Special Operations Association reunion that I attended a few weeks ago in Las Vegas, Nevada. And so as a, a bit of a reminder or a bit of a history lesson for the new listeners and recurring listeners, uh, just as an FYI. So how on earth did I get involved in being a, uh, an attendee at that reunion? So I've had the privilege of speaking to four individuals from the Mac VSOG unit. Uh, this being the Military Assistance Command Vietnam Studies and Observations Group. And just as a bit of background information, this was a highly classified, multi-service United States Special Operations Unit which conducted covert, unconventional warfare operations prior to and during the Vietnam War. It was established in 1964, and the unit conducted strategic reconnaissance missions in Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. They carried out the capture of enemy prisoners, rescued downed pilots, conducted rescue operations to retrieve prisoners of war throughout Southeast Asia, and conducted clandestine agent team activities and psychological operations. And I first spoke to John Stryker Meyer a couple years ago, followed by Roger Lockshear, then Dale Hansen, and very recently, Jim Jones Short 10. And so uh, please go back into the archives, uh, find those episodes. Uh, there are two episodes with John, three with Roger, two with Dale, and two with Jim. Uh, we, we get into the stories, we talk about their experiences, we talk about the experiences of other individuals who also served in that unit, and the, the stories are just unbelievable. So please go back and, and listen to those. So what was really cool about this reunion and my involvement in it was it kind of gave me an opportunity to think back on the podcast and just the, the journey and how things have gone in my life. And, you know, when I think back to first starting the podcast in my uh, one of the secret rooms, like this, this like a utility room in the law school that I was going to. And they didn't really use it, so I got to kind of hunker down in there and recorded my first few podcasts. And I was terrified of being on camera. I was terrified of being recorded on a microphone. It just was very uncomfortable with all of that. And so you think about just kind of being a, a, a kid and wanting to do something and just thought, well, you know, I could probably do a decent podcast. You know, let's see. Let's see how good of a job I can do. And you start... And you do different things. You talk to different people. I've been, I've had the opportunity to, to meet in person and, you know, over Zoom or FaceTime, so many incredible people that I otherwise would never have had the opportunity of um, meeting. And those experiences have led me to this point in my life. And so it's impossible to think that okay, four or five years ago, however long it's been now, when I first started the podcast that I would be going to this reunion, right? Because it doesn't happen like that. Uh, life doesn't really work like that. It's little steps at a time. And you just kind of keep pulling the thread, keep pulling the thread. And then eventually, you'll find yourself pretty far from where you started. But 
it was all those little progressions and, and those little opportunities that presented themselves. And so just kind of as a kind of obvious piece of advice, I suppose. But if there's something that you like, you're passionate about, you're intrigued about, something that grips your attention, go for it, okay? Just go for it. There's really no downside to it. Uh, what's the worst that's going to happen? You'll try it. It turns out maybe to be different than you thought, and then you move on to something else. It's not a big deal. Um, but I, I've never been a person to leave money on the table. Uh, I'm not that kind of person. I will turn over every stone. Uh, it's just, just the way I am. And so very thankful for that because those situations led me to being invited to this event. And I recorded a whole bunch of these episodes and I just couldn't get it right. <laughs> so I'm going to try to like, you know, summarize, uh, my experience there and, uh, and then kind of get on with the day. Um, cause I just keep re-recording these things It's driving me nuts. So I'm hoping that this will go well. So when Roger invited me, I guess this is about six months ago and poor Roger, I, I bug him all the time and he always answers me. So this is kind of his fault, you know, uh, so <laughs> put the blame on him. Uh, but ever since we recorded the podcast, uh, Roger and I in particular, uh, he's been very good with me and, and we talk quite frequently, you know, over zoom or on the phone and I'm constantly bugging him about different things and wanting to get his opinion, um, on, on some stuff that I'm working on. And he's always very gracious and always answers it and always, uh, you know, kind of helps keep me in check, which is uh, phenomenal. And a lot of what we discuss has to do with focus. Uh, that, that's kind of like the, the big uh, running theme, at least, with many of the conversations that him and I have. And, you know, this has been talked about on the podcast, in the training series. This, is, this comes up in various contexts with a different guest that I have. Um, but once I got invited to the reunion, then I kind of started thinking about, okay, what are the life experiences that are specific to Mac Vsog and the learning that, uh, the lessons that I've learned from the many individuals who were involved in Mac Vsog. So when it came down to the chin-up world record that I did, I and the and the chin-up records and the pull-up records that I'm training for that we'll get to in the new year. I don't care about pull-ups and chin-ups. I'm not particularly passionate about them. I'm fairly neutral. Like, I don't, I don't like them. I don't dislike them. It's just kind of a whatever to me. Uh, I'm not actually that good at them. There's many, many, many people who are far superior to me um, and really will always be better than me when it comes to pull-ups and chin-ups. Um, so I don't do them because I'm particularly good at them. The reason that I do these pull-up and chin-up records is for one very specific reason, which is I want to see how my mind and body and emotions and spirit reacts to extreme stress. That's it. I want to put myself under the most extreme conditions and execute my mission. That's, that's basically the end of it. So it's, it's not about, you know, whether you can do 
7,000 chin-ups has nothing to do with can you physically do 7,000 chin-ups. Um, your body is the vessel for which you achieve that, of course, because your body is doing the work, but it's about whether you can handle it emotionally and psychologically. Can you handle that type of stress? Can you navigate the, th the, the quitting mind, right? Um, and those are transferable skills. There's no difference between doing extreme athletic uh, challenges and acing an exam, you know, test conditions. When you're in a when you're in an argument with your significant other, it's about it's all stress. At the end of the day, it's all stress on your system, and how well you handle it. Those are transferable skills that you can apply everywhere. And so, at the time when I heard, in particular, uh, John Stryker Meyer on Jocko's podcast, I was in the middle of my chin-up training, and so I thought, okay, well war is the most extreme thing that any human can experience. There's, there's no question about that. The highest of highs and the lowest of lows and pretty horrible stuff. And so I thought, well, okay, let me talk to John and let me see what, what John's all about. And of course we had him on two times. He was fantastic with me. And then from there, he suggested that I speak to Roger and then from there to Dale and then most recently to Jim. And so really that's how this all started was really because I was just trying to do, you know, whatever record that, that's basically it. And then over time you develop these relationships. You, my interests have also changed. You, you become a little bit more aware um, and more interested in, in a particular topic, and so in this case being Mac v. Sog, where I really started to appreciate more and more just the, the sacrifice and the fact that the rights and freedoms that many of us don't realize on a day-to-day -day basis, um, particularly in, in Canada and the U.S., that we have tremendous rights and freedoms that were fought for, and there was tremendous sacrifice paid by very brave men and women so that people like me can hop on a podcast and talk about things and go do records and study whatever it is that I study. You know, these are all things that we really have to appreciate. Um, of course, there's always work to be done, right? I mean, that that is always the case, but you really do have to be grateful for the things that you have. And you kind of start to get a different feel for things once you start to realize that it really is in your own best interest to, to appreciate that. And so aside from being very interesting individuals, they're very humble, they're super interesting, they're intelligent, they're funny. Um, it's just they're a really great community, um, the, the veterans of Mac VSOG. And so once I arrived, I was a little bit, um, not hesitant, but I wasn't really sure you know, you're not really sure how things are going to go. I'm also, I was very excited, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I was very excited to, uh, meet all these guys in person and to shake their hand and, you know, thank them for all the time that they spent with me and with you, the listener and, and being gracious and, uh, generous with their time. And so it was all very, um, it was all, and I, things hit me very deeply. Um, I cry like all the time. <laughs> that's, that's my move. Uh, cause you know, I just, things, um, things affect me in a very deep way and it manifests itself in 
crybaby tears. <laughs> so, you know, hey, whatever, it's okay. So the first few days, um, I guess it really is about a four-day event in total with with all the different events. And I'll, I won't get into it as far as like this podcast, but literally hundreds of stories uh, that I heard that were unbelievable in so many ways. Um, different athletic achievements. Uh, go in particular. Go listen to the the podcast with Dale because he, he's the pull up king. So <laughs> go go listen to that. You'll know what I mean. Um, tales of of bravery, of sacrifice. Um, talking about the gambling. You know, like on a lighter note, some of the funny stories, the, the practical jokes that they would play on each other. I mean, you just got to be a part of, of the community. And it's, it's one thing to, you know, you can listen to the podcast with them and you can understand like, okay, you hear the words, you think about it and you can kind of understand, okay, you know, that's what you went through and those are the things that you saw and those are the things that you did. Um, but when you're in the room with, you know, two, 300 of them, you know, however many there are, I believe there was about 500 people in total when you include wives and, um, children who, who attended the event. So you're in a room of people who went through the same thing. Uh, the wives as well, you know, they, they also have something that unites them in their experiences when their husbands or boyfriends at the time, uh, came home with PTSD and having to deal with that and then, you know, be a wife and be a mother and, and still live their own lives, you know, care about themselves and, and taking care of themselves. And so there's a lot of things that unite them and also so many different personalities and interests and, um, just, I mean, just an unbelievable room to be a part of. Uh, and you really got to feel that, um, as the, as the days went on. And a lot of the time I was very happy just to be a fly on the wall and, and just kind of observe and, and I would pop in and ask questions and stuff too, but it was really enjoyable just to kind of sit back and, and take it all in. Uh, it was really just a crazy experience, um, for myself without rambling on too much further. There's a couple points that I would like to make. First of all, uh, it's really challenging to get them to talk about themselves in that room <laughs> at that convention uh, at the reunion. They are so bloody humble. And anytime they'll talk about or, or you ask them about a mission, it'll be, oh, yeah, yeah. OK, but did you hear about this or did you hear about what this guy did? Or a lot of the times they literally will kind of give me a, a tap on the shoulder and point over at a different area in the room and go, OK, let me tell you about this guy. Let me tell you about that guy. And they're so quick to praise others. Um, it was so refreshing because that's one of those things that you don't really notice in your day-to-day -day life. But when you're around people who all they want to do is sing the praises and deservingly so of others really puts a smile on your face. It really is something to, to be a part of, you know, it, it was a very cool thing to, to see and to observe. Uh, and I think as well, just in general, well, when you're around people who are spectacular, it's pretty easy to sing their praises because they're, they're spectacular. They're deserving of it. And so if you find in general that you maybe have a hard time, 
uh, singing the praises of the people that you're around, maybe you need to find better people. Um, there is something to be said for that as well, because uh, people who push themselves and uh, however you define that, uh, excellence is very much subjective, but the the core values that underlie it are not. And things like uh, humility, perseverance, determination, grit, uh, open-mindedness, creativity, those are all things that manifest themselves among all successful people. The only difference is what they are successful in. And that doesn't have to be professional. That can be personal as well. Um, and that was very eye-opening for myself when you're in a room with many individuals who have been married for 30, 40, 50 plus years. That's an incredible accomplishment. And I think that's one that doesn't get a whole lot of, at least to today's society, from my perspective, doesn't really put a huge value on that. Uh, but relationships are, I mean, relationships are everything. That's the most important thing. Um, you know, you can be rich in many different ways, right? It's not just about money. Uh, I would argue least of all money, although money is nice to have, but <laughs> that's a different conversation. So yes, the, the humility uh, in that room uh, really took me back and uh, was just something to really be a part of. I really enjoyed that. The humor and the amount of practical jokes, um, in particular with Mr. Dale Hansen, which I thought was quite funny uh, because when we recorded the two podcasts, he's actually kind of a, he, he was more serious, like wasn't really, um, I got him to laugh a few times, which is good. Um, but you know, he's more of a serious guy. And then we meet in person and he's quite goofy, which I really enjoyed. Uh, he's got a very similar <laughs> sense of humor to myself. So the whole time we were constantly playing uh, little jokes on each other and um, he was constantly giving me a hard time about uh, my pull-up training, which I very much appreciated and always made me laugh. So, um, but yes, the, the, the camaraderie and the, the joking and the humor uh, was, was really, really cool. Uh, one other thing before I get to the big one, something to kind of like think, I, I haven't really... Um, I've talked about this with, with Roger and, and Dale at the reunion quite a bit, um, but one of the things that really struck me was, again, something that I don't think gets a lot of recognition in today's society for, you know, whatever reason or reasons, is uh, the impact that faith has on you as an individual. And I'm not talking about any particular religion, any particular belief set. I don't think that really matters, to be honest, because ultimately there is so much more that unites us uh, in our religions, in our politics, uh, just in our day-to-day -day existence. Truly, there is a lot more that unites us than divides us, for sure, um, even though a lot of the mainstream media, um, you know, that doesn't sell um, you know, that, that saying we're all together and we're all, you know, we all need to love each other. That doesn't sell. Um, but anyway, don't get me started on that. You, I really got to see, um, and not like they wore it on their sleeve. It's not like it was a, an open thing where they're talking about religion or their God, this God, the other God over there. Um, really nothing to do with that. It was this like intangible energy that you could feel. And 
I did, I was pretty open about asking them questions. Uh, I was pretty earnest in that where I, I wanted to know. I wanted to know, you know, what do you think about this? And, you know, do you think there is a God? Like, so, like really just kind of getting into the fundamental questions, right? You know, the, the questions that humans really concern themselves with. And I got great answers and, and different answers uh, as well. But I think there is something to be said about having... Um, and I think you can also swap out faith for spirituality. I'm not really sure if there is a difference in, in those two words. I mean, I'm sure there is, but not a distinction that I can articulate from a linguistics perspective. But something bigger than yourself, I think, ultimately is what I'm trying to get at here, is that there's something bigger than yourself. Um, you know, and, and love will do that as well. You know, love is a very interesting thing. It, it really opens your eyes to something that's bigger than yourself. And love comes in many different forms. That's the love that you have for yourself, the love that you have for siblings or children or parents or your spouse or, you know, whoever it, it may be, uh, friends, of course, um, and uh, some type of higher power or connection to the earth, you know, like you don't have to look far to tap into that. But there really is something to be said for it. And I don't know if any of that made sense, what I just said, but it just struck me. Uh, that was one of the big takeaways uh, from that from that reunion was it kind of opened my eyes to the spiritual element within myself that I'm trying to connect more deeply with. And there was a lot of very helpful information that they gave, but also just in observing uh, was was pretty special for me. So lastly, the thing that I want to mention, which leads to uh, this kind of cool announcement. So the, the banquet dinner that they have at the end of the reunion was one of the most incredible experiences that I've ever uh, had the pleasure of, of being a part of. Uh, it was so emotional and so moving in many different ways. And I'm not even going to try to bother describing it because I just won't do it justice. It was just one of those things that in the moment, I recall two separate, well, three, I guess, but two separate uh, instances where I thought to myself, like, I am so bloody grateful to be here right now and to just take this in. Like, what a gift. Um, I think the fact as well that I'm the ultimate outsider at an event like that uh, I'm Canadian, <laughs> so there's there's that when you're in a in a room with Vietnam War veterans, uh, that's kind of a glaring one. I'm Canadian. I was born in 1996, a uh, little little time after the the war ended. Uh, you know, from a fairly liberal place, uh, you know, Vancouver. Not like we talk about the military or even really think about the military at all uh, where I am, uh, you know, rightly or wrongly doesn't really matter, but it's just, you know, it's just the way we are up here. And so, you know, you're in this room, you're talking to all these incredible people and taking it all in and really just made me grateful for the position um, and the synchronicity of it all. I think the fact that as I mentioned at the beginning, that you 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 do something, in my case, a podcast, and you don't know really why or what you're doing it for. You kind of have a rough idea, and so you just keep going. You keep trying to improve, and eventually all those thousands of decisions end you up in this place. 
And so the synchronicity of it all, um, there really are no words to describe the, how honored and grateful I feel then and now and always for that experience. And can't, can't say thank you enough to Roger for extending the invitation to me. Just incredible. Uh, lastly, so at the end of the banquet, the one thing that I will say about the banquet, there was an award given to an individual. And so he gets called up to, to the stage and he's maybe five foot three, <laughs> uh, just an absolute beast. So cool. Uh, but this very little guy. And so he gets called up and he's standing at attention at the front of the stage and the presenter starts listing the many accomplishments that this individual has received over his lifetime in the military, out of the military, in the professional sector, uh, in, in martial arts. He's an esteemed martial artist. I swear this guy was talking for about five minutes, just listing the awards and accommodations that uh, this individual received over his lifetime. It was unbelievable. And even at the table, like we we're kind of looking at each other like, holy cow, this is unreal. <laughs> you know? And so the thing that really jumped out at me um, and well, yeah, okay, let's do it. So listing all these different accomplishments and he says that he's also been married for, I think it was 42 years, 42 or 43 years. And in that moment, he broke posture, kind of walked over near the kind of the front of the stage towards where his wife was sitting and applauded for his wife. And of course, then we all joined in in the applause. That was, and I know it may not sound like much um, to you, uh, particularly probably because I'm not describing this very well at all, but it was... I mean, it hit me like a sledgehammer. Like it was just this, this massively important thing that for whatever reason, I believe I was meant to witness. And in that time and in that place, I was meant to feel that. And the reason that I say that is because in the back of my head, uh, kind of in the last few months, uh, but particularly um, accelerated in the days that I was in attendance at the reunion, I started to get this idea about, you know, I'd really like to do some type of writing, uh, a book on something to do with Mac V. Sog, you know, like the, the families or something like, uh, something where I'm a little more qualified to be talking about as a civilian, um, and as an outsider, uh, because, I'm not a veteran, of course. I have no military involvement at all, uh, other than I have friends who are part of Mac VSOG. That's that's about it. Um, but there was this pull that I was feeling, and and this real desire to share their stories, but to share it in a way that is a little bit more universal, I suppose. Um, we all have families, good or bad. We all have relationships, good or bad. Uh, I should say maybe good and bad in that case. Um, but, you know, relationships are something that affect all of us every day of our lives. Um, and that's kind of the beauty of being human is that we, we really are these incredibly social creatures. 
And so I, I started to get this in my head. You know, I want to write. I want to do something. I want to, I want to talk about this. I want to share this. I just didn't know what. Then the few days that I was there, you kind of get a deeper sense for what's happening. You get to appreciate the nuances of the relationships that all these people have with each other. And most importantly, you get to feel it. Like you get to feel what's happening. You get to feel the energy of, of all these different people. And, you know, it kind of started to sink into me. And so I guess on the, the last day, which the banquet occurred, that dinner and, and that moment of applauding for his, his wife, I had the idea that I think I want to write about the experiences that the wives went through. I think that would be great. I think I could do a good job of that. Um, I think the podcast and then the synchronicity of it all comes comes in again, where I think about the skills that I've had to develop and continue to develop as a, as a good podcaster, an interviewer, however you want to describe it. Those skills are going to be very necessary and I'm going to have to really step my game up big time in order to talk to the wives and get their story and get their perspective and then to share it in a way that everybody is proud to be a part of and also as a reader something that you walk away skills and perspective that you can walk away with that will make your life better too and so you know, that's the standard that I, I want to create this work by. And on the way out of this dinner, uh, Mrs. Barbara Lockshear, uh, we're talking and, and kind of having this sidebar discussion, and it kind of randomly comes up. And she says, sort of off the cuff, but she says to me, you know, nobody's ever written a book about the wives of, of Sog. You know, that would be something really good. Somebody should do that. And I kind of looked at her and I go, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been thinking about this legitimately for the past, you know, few days where, you know, I really had this vision and she kind of chuckled and she goes, okay, well, you know, you would do a really good job. And I go, okay, I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, I've never written anything before. So, um, you know, that's kind of why I feel that this is going to be extremely challenging and rightfully so. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't extremely challenging. Let's just call a spade a spade. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited by the, the prospect of, of well, not the prospect. I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. And so um, it's all very exciting. I'm very nervous, a little bit scared, which is exactly the place that I want to be because that's so exciting. Um, if what you do doesn't scare you uh, and excite you and make you feel a little bit nervous, you're doing the wrong thing. You got to find a challenge that pushes you um, to get those butterflies going because it's it's a great feeling and you can do it. Trust me. Otherwise, the butterflies wouldn't be there. They're trying to they're trying to tell you something. So, all in all, the 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 trip um, I couldn't be more grateful. So honored, and I, I really feel that I was adopted into the family. Um, I, with, with each of the, uh, previously mentioned podcast guests, I kind of had a moment with each of them throughout the, the course of that week, uh, where I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm in, you know, I, I got the nod, you know? Um, so I, I have those, those memories that I'm, oh, makes even now I'm getting emotional. Keep it together, dude. Keep it together. Um, but yeah, just, so moving and and one of those things that i've learned so much uh not just 
about how to be a better athlete, but just as a, as a human being, how can I be a, a, a better human being? How can I be the best version of myself? And the lessons that I've learned from them, particularly on the podcast and the, and the books that they've written and the conversations that we've had, um, countless, countless lessons. And I mean, it's just, what, what can I say other than just saying the same thing over and over, which is incredible, grateful, and beyond honored. And again, just as a, as a thing for the, for the listener, if you find something that you are passionate about or something that interests you, bloody go do it because you really have no idea where it can take you. And, uh, the whole thing was really, really something. Um, it was this kind of cataclysmic thing where all these different thoughts and experiences that I've had in my life kind of came together and, and melted and, um, kind of fused together in this really beautiful way and couldn't be happier about it. So as far as the book is concerned for next year's, uh, soar, uh, which will be in October again, I will have an introduction completed and uh, some type of skeleton or framework for how the rest of the book will look like. And I figure this is going to be a, a you know three-ish year project. You know this is going to this is a big undertaking. Um, and you also want it to be done in a way where everybody can be proud to be a part of it. And when you read it, that you walk away with some very valuable lessons and things that can help you be better as well. Because what's the point of doing it? you know, otherwise, right? So um, it is going to be a big undertaking, but I am, I think I'm the right guy for it. And uh, I guess we'll find out what I'm, what I'm made of when it comes to writing. So there you go. I always wanted to be an author and I'm happy that I found something that I'm very passionate about and something that I want to share and uh, investigate further. So that's the, the, the long short of it. <laughs> and thank you very much for listening. Please go check out the podcast with John Strykermeyer, Dale Hansen, Roger Lockshear, and Jim Jones Shorten. They're fantastic podcasts. I'm very proud to have been a part of and to share with you. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of about it for today. So thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Oh, geez. And I can't believe I almost forgot to include this in. I got so wound up emotionally that I, I got distracted. So uh, at the end of this podcast, you are going to hear a few minute recording that I did with each of my podcast guests, uh, Roger Lockshear, Dale Hansen, Jim Jones, Shorten, and John Stryker Meyer. Uh, I just recorded a couple minutes with each of them at the event. We were in the the main like conference room area. So there is a bit of background noise, but I kind of liked it. It kind of gave you a little bit of the ambiance and I hope that it made you feel like you were in the room with us. Either that or you think it sounds like crap with all the background <laughs> noise. Either way, hey, whatever, right? Ambiance. Um, and yeah, we just kind of checked in and, and just chit-chatted for a few minutes each. And I just wanted to uh, include them in, in the recording for, uh, for today. So uh, in the recording with Roger Lockshire, the first one that you're going to hear, I sat down with him, Scott DeArmond, and Charlie Borg. So that was a three for one. And then you will hear from Dale Hansen, Jim Jones Shorten, and lastly, John Strykermeyer. So thank you all. Now I can say goodbye and see you at the next episode. Enjoy hearing from them. Thank you very much. 
so yes, we're, I've been having a lot of fun. I think this is the first time in my life that I've been inside a building and not uh, gone outside. I've been in a building for over 24 hours now, which is yeah. very exciting. And I'm fighting the urge not to smoke so badly. <laughs> it's so difficult for me. <laughs> I like cigarettes so much, and I forgot that you could smoke inside casinos. <laughs> health, and I'm health so school. happy that... Not all. I'm so happy that you can't smoke up here, because if you could smoke up here, I'd probably be smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you can't <laughs> so it's bad for me. Um, I'm curious. So we had a book reading today. Roger read from his old book and from his new book coming up that I'm sure we'll be doing a proper podcast on. But I just wanted to do a few uh, quick, you know, in-person check-in on everybody because I think it's fun and I'm having an absolute blast doing it. But uh, I'm curious, maybe we can talk about the, you can talk about the book reading today and uh, I'm curious your thoughts about meeting me in person as well just because it's been super enjoyable from, from my end. And you guys are way more fun than I anticipated. I mean, I knew you guys are all going to be fun, but I'm like, ah, oh, man, this is so much fun. So, well, uh, I'm a stick in the mud. I don't that, know. <laughs> just ask my wife. That's it. That's it. Berg. It's Berg. It's Berg or Borg? <laughs> what does the name take? Borg. That, didn't Borg. I say Borg? Yes, you oh, did. okay. I just said everything. I'm like, come on, are you making me insecure on my own podcast already? This is not okay. Just describe Borg. And I said, everybody can't do him. I mean, that's fair enough. We'll talk about it offline. That's it. Yes, that's right. Wait for the recording to end, then, then we'll let the good times go. He said it gets edited. It does get edited. But he chooses what to edit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So we'll hand it over to Roger, and we're all talking. We're being very, um, uh, how do we say, stealth mode, with the the very subtle microphone in the face in the middle of the uh, hall here. But, uh, anyway, I'll hand it over to Roger, and we'll let the shenanigans continue. So. <laughs> there you go. All right, Marcus. It's it's been fun, as you said. Um, it's been a real pleasure meeting you in person. We've had we spent a lot of hours yeah. uh, with podcasts, but there's nothing like meeting face to face, and it's a real trip. We're having a very enjoyable time. Uh, the book reading that we had today was good. It was the largest turnout for that event that we've had to date. Um, very very interesting stories. Uh, very interesting books uh, that are coming out right now uh, by different authors uh, that have been involved. Most of the authors have been involved with, uh, with SOG in one way or another. And uh, very interesting, very interesting. People seem to enjoy it. Uh, it was well organized and um, it, was <laughs> it was very um, well timed. As, <laughs> as I as I got the boot, you know, and, and the uh, Oscar music just, played just, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, uh, the big hook came out uh, at a very appropriate time too, and, and uh, so that was good. I enjoyed it, and I, I'm gonna turn it over to Scott, Scott Diarmid, who I call combat combat my partner. partner. <laughs> is my partner in combat. <laughs> Scott kept, Scott was very, very, very instrumental in keeping me alive, and, uh, and for that I am forever grateful. And here's Scott. 
Well, you know, I will say that you know, as far as the book reading goes, one of the neat things today was it even gave a deeper perspective about some of the different elements and the ways different men approached things in SOG as, as one zeros and other team members. And I think it really shed some insight intertwined so many years and years ago and to be able to reconnect even if it's only once a year is such a wonderful wonderful feeling it's good for the soul it's good for my soul and it's good for it's good for my well-being as well and I, I think I may express the, the, the thoughts of, uh, of most people that are here good stuff thank you gentlemen So this is, today's Thursday. We're packing, we're currently packing up. So we're squeezing this podcast in uh, really quickly before we get booted out of the room here. But uh, with Dale Hansen, I've been chatting his ear off for the last uh, several days and hopefully driving him a little bit nuts and uh, talking about pull-up training and doing dips and uh, 
So I've, I've already messaged my trainer telling her that we have some new uh, fitness goals that we have to hit when I get back home. But uh, anyway, here's Dale to say hello to us all. So, Hello, this is, um, I think, my 40 or 45th SOAR reunion. And, uh, it's always an honor and a privilege to be here. And I see all the guys. Where we started here as young veterans and now we're old and gray and our numbers are smaller but our love for one another is greater every single year so anyway it was a wonderful time at this store fantastic that's it thank you sir <laughs> it didn't hurt that's it so i'm here with jim shorten it's a pleasure to meet you in person, and uh, I'm just kind of curious as to uh, your thoughts, how this soar went, how did it stack up to the other ones, what's been interesting, what's excited you? You got a t-shirt today, I got a t-shirt today, it's very exciting. We got the banquet later. So uh, anyway, without further ado, here he is, the man himself. Hi, this is Jim Shortan. So what would you like me to talk about? Oh, I don't know, just how you doing? How you, oh. how you enjoying it? I'm doing really good. I said I really do enjoy uh, coming here, you know, every year for the special operation for Union. Meet new guys. This time I met a, a new SEAL, Navy SEAL. He was a cool guy. Goes by Mojo. And then I uh, met another guy that was a tier one spec op guy, and, and it was enjoyable. We're sitting around talking about stories and comparing stories. I think the guys in the Sandbox had it a lot worse than we did. If they say no, we had it a lot worse. So. I don't know. I guess it's all the same, you know. But it's good seeing uh, new faces and old faces. I ran into Robbie Robinson. Uh, he lives in New Zealand, and I haven't seen him in probably about five, six years. He was here, so it's really good seeing Robbie. He he, he fought with uh, CCM, um, and uh, that's that. There's not much else going on. You know, it's just the same old faces, same old war stories, and. Uh, <laughs> And the liquor just tastes the same. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, anything else I can say? Or? Yeah, that's it. I think we're good. Good, good. Looking forward to that podcast. That's right. So, well, I hope everybody out there has a, a great day. And uh, may, may you all be God blessed and, and life is good. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. You got we'll it. Get a, let's get a quick photo and then I'll let you go. Okay, so this is the la you're the, the last straggler of the bunch. Indeed. So it's uh, today's Save Thursday. The for last. Absolutely, and so uh, it's very fitting because uh, my introduction to this whole world of Mac Visa 